plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome in to the Thursday, September the seventh. Official kickoff to the NFL season edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. On today's show, postponement. The Dolphins will not be opening the season with the rest of the league on Sunday due to Hurricane Irma. Full details on that, plus a brief look ahead to the Dolphins' new season opener against the LA Chargers. But first, I have to remind you guys to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In, or wherever you get your podcast, go ahead and drop me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, write me a nice review, that helps the podcast grow, and get out to more Dolphins. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports family of podcasts, including the Locked On NFL podcast and Locked On Heat podcast for national and local coverage of your favorite teams. Lastly, follow me on Twitter, at Wingfield NFL. Follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Fins. Check out my personal website, thirdand10.com. There is currently a piece up there right now about Jay Ajayi's workhorse season last year and what to expect this year with more carries and a full 16-game slate for him, 16 consecutive games now. And uh, first, before I get into the show, guys, I just want to let you know, I just wanted to go ahead and make some wet wishes here and just tell everyone down there to please stay safe. I am on the other side of the country. We are dealing with forest fires up here all throughout the Pacific Northwest, but I want you guys to stay safe. Get yourself prepared nice and early. Get the supplies you need. Do everything you got to do to get your family safe. And, you know, football is secondary, and hopefully this uh, podcast can bring a little bit of light to a pretty grim situation with that hurricane approaching the coast. So everyone, please just take the precautions you have to. Stay safe. Keep the family safe. And uh, we'll be thinking about you guys throughout the rest of the country and, and, and donating to the cause for sure if something were to happen like down in Houston. All right, so let's get into football here now and talk about the implications of this disaster, potential disaster with Hurricane Irma approaching the coast now and just what it means for the Dolphins looking, moving forward. It's not like the Dolphins' travel situation was ideal to begin with, the way the schedule makers went ahead and made the schedule this season. You know, going home to Tampa Bay, across the country, back to to, uh, to home, and then back to, or excuse me, to Los Angeles, then back home, then back up to New York, and then over to London, and then back home from Miami for a short week uh, after a London trip. But this just makes it even worse, honestly. So the Dolphins have to go to Los Angeles, and then they come back home, obviously, to Miami, go up to New York for week two to play the Jets. They'll go back to Miami, across the pond to face the Saints in London, and then coming back home for their first game at home at Hard Rock Stadium October the 8th, provided the stadium withholds any type of damage that may happen, may not happen. I'm not really sure. Not really a meteorologist, but 
if it's going to be as bad as I say it's going to be, maybe that game even gets moved then. Who knows? That's, that's for another podcast. But first home game right now as it stands today, Thursday the 7th, it stands to be October the 8th against Tennessee Titans. Now, if you remember, the, the NFL allows for teams to make certain schedule requests before it comes out in mid-April every single year. And two of the Dolphins' requests were, one, a home opener, which they, they got, and a late bye week, which they also got, week 11. Both of those now wiped out. They will open the season week two on the road in Los Angeles at StubHub Stadium or the StubHub Center, whatever it's called out there in L.A. And, of course, the late bye week now gone with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game getting pushed back to week 11. So just not an ideal situation for the Dolphins. They'll have two home games in Miami before November, just two games in Miami before November and the third game in that stretch comes against the Oakland Raiders as November the 5th is a night game so they have two home games when the weather is still in that Miami advantage compared to three road games past Thanksgiving they'll play at New England the 26th of November at Buffalo the 17th of December and at Kansas City on Christmas Eve so three cold weather games I guess the Tennessee Titans game is the, their first crack at a, getting a not-so-hot-weathered city down in Miami for a tough game, but they didn't really work out last year, so is it really an advantage? Probably not. So I think this is probably the worst schedule in the NFL. Actually, I know I'm going to say for sure this is the worst schedule any team has in the NFL. You can look at opponents, and that's all that's all fun to look at with records and playoffs last year and who's supposed to be good, who's supposed to be bad, that kind of thing. But those records don't really hold up for the next season. Every year, every team is different, so... That doesn't really hold any water. What you really look at when you look at the schedule is who, when do you play which team, what are the road trips like, cross-country, short weeks, that kind of stuff. And just breaking it down, the Dolphins right now is by far the worst. So, you know, like I said, no home field advantage really for the, the September-October games and then the three cold-weather games late in the year. It's just a really crappy situation. Obviously, like I said earlier, football is secondary right now to the people in Miami. Like I said, everyone stays safe and, and get yourself taken care of. But, you know, from a football standpoint, it sucks too. So it, it's kind of hard to see. I mean, it, I, one thing I was thinking about was I'm just kind of glad, or I'm definitely glad that Adam Gaze is the guy here now compared to like Joe Philbin or, you know, someone besides Adam Gaze. But Adam Gaze is the kind of coach that can help them overcome adversity, overcomes a one and four start last year. We all know about the, the offensive lineman purge that he had after that horrible Tennessee game. We know what he what kind of confidence he's instilled in guys like Ryan Tannehill, the type of culture he's created and the type of guys that he's he's cultivated within that culture that have become kind of better professionals under his wing. You know, Kenny Stills has, has gone on record multiple times talking about how much he loved Adam Gaze. And obviously with all the former players that come down and watch practice and talk to Adam Gaze, you know, Wes Welker, Peyton Manning, all those guys that join in with the Dolphins throughout the course of the offseason just kind of speaks to the kind of coach Adam Gaze is. So I think if there's one guy that could take us through this, you know, adversity, Adam Gaze is the right guy. So be thankful for that. Be thankful for the fact that we still have the same, you know, structure in place to deal with this type of thing because this is the kind of thing that could really derail a season. I mean, look back to the 2005 New Orleans Saints and not saying that that team was on the same you know level as the Dolphins roster was in terms of talent or whatever, but that team really got off the rails. They didn't play any home games that year. They played a few games in Baton Rouge. They even played a home game at the Giants Stadium against the Giants. It was a home game for the Saints. They went one and seven at home that year, three and thirteen on the in the on the year in total. So just a disaster year for them, a throwaway year. But then 2006 was a big rebound. So I think that that's kind of how the Dolphins should be approaching this. I know that I was kind of on record saying that the Ryan Tannehill injury really threw the season off for me as a fan. I just wasn't really pumped about it after that. I, I like Jay Cutler, you know, enough to to at least 
get the team some wins this season. I like the running game. Obviously, I've mentioned that pretty good, saying that Jay Ajayi will lead the league in rushing. I like the receivers. The defense scares me. I just kind of thought that those injuries made this entire season really putting the Dolphins back up against the wall. And with the Patriots being so dominant, or at least looking so dominant early on on paper, and then obviously the previous 15 seasons where they've been just sheer dominance, I I never really thought they had a chance at the AFC East, and this just kind of really confirms it, I suppose. So I'm upset as a Dolphins fan. Obviously, football around the corner makes any football fan happy, but I just it's really hard to see the Dolphins coming out of this in a positive situation when there's so many things stacked against them. But if they do, it'll make for a great story. And 2018, you know, that that had better <laughs> that really had better reflect positively on the Dolphins in terms of the schedule. I, I just can't imagine they're gonna they better not give the Dolphins a Thursday road game again. That always seems to be the case. That's almost an automatic loss in most senses. I think the the home team wins that like five like four out of five times, like eighty percent of the time they win that game, depending on the matchup. No, hopefully fewer cold weather December games and hopefully more warm weather September games in Miami for the Dolphins. I just, I think they really owe the Dolphins on this one. They really kind of got the short end of the stick this year. And, you know, Jay Cutler mentioned this team is hungry, young, and ready to rock. And I think that also kind of helps ease the pain a little bit. These guys are, they have that college atmosphere that I've mentioned several times. They're ready to come in and play no matter the situation. So I'm excited about the sense that they have a chance to overcome some adversity. I think they have the right coach and coaching staff and the right players in place to get that done. I do want to go back on this again and just say, everybody, please be safe and get your supplies taken care of. And uh, hopefully you can listen to this while you're you know, in between doing things and, and on the road or whatever it is. But this is the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Thanks for listening to the show again, guys. Please subscribe, rate, and review all that good stuff. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. All right, so this was supposed to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneers preview show. I've kind of looked into the film a little bit, but I, I pulled myself back because we'll get to that in November on November the 19th, week 11, 10 o'clock, or excuse me, 1 o'clock Eastern game, 10 o'clock for me out here on the West Coast against the Buccaneers. But the Dolphins now open the season against the LA, formerly San Diego Chargers. And I wanted to just kind of riff about them for a little bit. You know, the Chargers typically have quite a bit of bad luck in those one-score tight games that they play throughout the course of the last two years. They've just lost those games in general on some very weird circumstances. And they also have a lot of injury issues every single year. And I think that's something to look into. I'll be really interested to see, you know, week one's kind of supposed to be where some kinks get worked out. And we've seen some special team gaps, special teams gaps for the Dolphins in the preseason. And if you watch college football at all last weekend, there was so many special teams errors, whether it was blocked punts, or even in the Wyoming-Iowa game, the Wyoming punter whiffed a punt, if, if that's even a possible thing, and it happened in that game. So you see lots of coverage breakdowns and big returns and muffed kicks and all that stuff. I'll be curious to see how the Dolphins deal with that as the Chargers are dealing with you know week two compared to the Dolphins' their first game. But I think the, the lone advantage in this entire situation is the fact that the Dolphins, I mean, they get to prepare for the Chargers right now. I mean, the coaching staff, the players know when their next game is going to be. It's going to be September the 17th in Los Angeles. That'll be a 4.05 start time for you East Coasters to start the season off. 
And so the Dolphins are preparing for that game right now while the Chargers are dealing with a divisional rival, a big important game for them, their first game as the LA Chargers going into Denver on Monday night, no less. So they have that to deal with. And when a team plays on a short week on a Monday night, it puts them behind the eight ball. It puts them at a disadvantage for the next week's game because, you know, NFL schedules are extremely strict and to the T throughout the course of the week. Monday is a recovery rest day. Maybe come in, get a light lift, review the film, see what you did wrong, get that stuff corrected and apply it to next week. Tuesday is the player's day off. Obviously, a lot of players will come in and study film and do that type of stuff, but a lot of guys also don't. And then Wednesday is when game planning and preparation begins for the following opponents. So when you're on a short week, so the the Chargers will be coming back from Denver on Monday night. That game starts at 7:10 or 7:20 locally out here on the West Coast. So for the Chargers, they're going to be getting on a plane around midnight or so West Coast time, and they won't get back into LA until the wee hours of Tuesday morning. So those players are going to try to get some sleep on the plane, take that off day on Tuesday maybe do their corrections in the afternoon, and then Wednesday it's straight into the Dolphins. So not much time for the body and the mind to physically and mentally rest between those two, between the game and between preparation for the Miami game. So the Dolphins really get a big advantage of that in that sense. But like I mentioned, it'll be interesting to see if that advantage outweighs the fact that the Chargers have a game under their belt. And under a new coach, Anthony Lynn, you know, their game one for a new coach can be a bit of a a whirlwind at times. So he'll be in game two. Adam Gaze will be in game one, although it'll be game 18 for him in his career. But I think the Dolphins, better coaching staff, longer week to prepare, and the Chargers coming on a short week. I actually am going to change my prediction from the prediction show yesterday and say that the Dolphins will actually take that one from the Chargers. We'll get back into that next week. I keep on spoiling my picks for you guys, but I think it's worth noting that actually makes a positive change. So now the Dolphins have the opportunity to Get that win on the road versus the Chargers. Week three is supposed to be a bye week against the Jets. We all imagine that's going to be a walkthrough win, although they probably can't treat it as such just because you don't want to do that very early in the season, whether it's Josh McCown or Christian Hackenberg or Bryce Petty. Whatever it is, I mean, that team's going to come play, come hungry and ready to play regardless of how bad their roster is. So Dolphins looking at a potential 2-0 start going into London. If they can get that, that would be that would just be an amazing accomplishment with everything going on and give them a real good opportunity to set themselves up for a nice run to this early part of the schedule before it gets really, really tough in the back end. But we'll get back into that later. I just, I mean, this the show kind of got off the rails in a bit because I was going to do an entire film breakdown of the Buccaneers. Obviously, that's not the case now. But check out or check back next week. We'll get into the Chargers breakdowns. I'll actually have a real game film from them on Monday night to break down and digest rather than going back to the 2016 version of the Chargers. So, Dolphins bye week, week one, not ideal. I know it, it sucks, guys, but like I said, just stay safe out there and uh, and make sure you guys get everything you need for the for the incoming storm or potential storm that's going to hit on the uh, southeast coast of Florida there. So that's going to be it for the show tonight, guys. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Check out the other Locked On Sports podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter, at NFL. Follow the show on Twitter, at Locked On Fins. And check out thirdand10.com. We'll be back on Monday with another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. Fins up. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. 
I pronounce you by wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.